If you're over 40 and want to be the best version of yourself, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence is here to help. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women who want to live their best life going into middle age. Inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders are here offering tips and how-tos to improve your life. Now, here's Coach Clarence. All right, welcome to Fit Over 40. I'm your host, Coach Clarence. And as usual, I always have a special guest in the building. My man, the myth, the legend, VP Casso, also known as Anthony Bolton. And uh, he is now like bougie as hell because he got a book out. Um, He's doing shows. His internet's lit. You know, I had to pay him just to ride with me in the car. You know, it's crazy. I had to go to an agent just to get him here. Come on, man. What's going on, my man? What's Uh, going on? What's going on with you, bro? I'm just working, man. You know, trying to stay, trying to stay busy, trying to stay motivated, trying to stay on target. So you got a book. You wrote Oldfield Heart, One Man's Life Saved by Education. Let's talk about that. I got questions. Questions are good. I I didn't look at me. I was working. Look at all these these, these pages I didn't fold it. I see one page. (laughs) Really? You don't see all these folds? Okay. Yeah, there you go. I thought that was like where you forgot. No, no. I ain't forgot nothing. I made notes and everything. I got you. (laughs) So talk about what, what motivated you to write a book. I wanted to leave a legacy of some sort. I mean, every chance I get of something that, seems obtainable or if not even sometimes not obtainable i end up jumping on it to see if i can obtain it and see if i can do it and i like to see it all the way through to see if i can actually complete it so that's kind of how that came out to be plus who wouldn't want to write a book you know if you got a story you know i didn't really go into like my childhood and nothing like that so my master's degree teacher her name is patricia dobson shout out to uh patricia dobson she's the uh director of communications over at eastern new mexico university and um, she, uh, my capstone class for, which is pretty much your last, you know, shenanigans before you run out of that whole communications degree to get your master's degree. You have to do a capstone course, which is an overall synopsis of what you've done that whole two years, three years, however long it takes you to get it. And so she said, you know what, based off your 16, 18 hours a day of work ethic and the ability to still perform the actual required 10 to 15 page assignments that I'm requiring you to do and still getting them in on time, she's like, you need to like tell some type of story of how this is actually happening. So that's what I did. I actually started um, writing and documenting some of my work and what I've been doing. And um, that's how I came up with it. So big shout out to her. She's in my prologue. Actually, she's on my first page. Yes. I gave her a big that. shout out right next to my own mother. Right. I, I saw, saw that. Cool she I saw she's that. next Definitely. to my mother and my father. I mean, big shout out to Patricia. So writing a book, when you write a book, you're vulnerable. You shared a lot of that in the story. Let's talk about the influence of your stepfather. I thought that was really interesting. Tell me about your stepfather and how he influenced you and some of the advice he gave you. And you admitted openly that you were kind of resistant to some of that advice. Yeah, what kid isn't, right? You know, right. you, you date my mother. You know what I mean? Socking it to her. You know what I mean? So at the Damn. end of the day, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you know, I had to deal with that at mentally, you know, while, you know, while those things exist. But yeah, so for me, of course, I was very, you know, and then I was real grown. Yeah. At like 13, 14, I was like paying bills and stuff at like okay. 13, 14. So like man of the house for real, you know? And so I think with him stepping in, he kind of helped her in a sense because we were like on low income housing and we lived in like, you know, a bad neighborhood, whatever, you know? And so he kind of pulled out of that situation and they kind of lived together. So I resented him for that. And then um, 
when I was getting into trouble back and forth in and out of jail, it was like, you know, he was always there, you know, but I still hate him for that. Right. And then so he always helped me out, helped me out, helped me out. But I always hated him for that. And then when I became an adult and actually started transitioning into what that really looked like, I started liking him and appreciating him for that. So I think the evolution of Anthony um, is what caused me to have that newfound respect for him as as a man versus as a kid that just thought that, you know, he knew everything and so forth. So, yeah, that's where that comes from. All right. So in the book, you talk a lot about the merger and the creation of the council. Take everybody through that. And you being one of the founding members, what's that all about? Because there's some people out there that think we're a gang and they think we're troublemakers. They think we're a bunch of things that we're not. You want to clear the air? Well, I don't need to clear the air. I know what we're doing, but right. just putting it out there for the general public. For all the general public out there, yeah, we are not the general, we are actual not a gang. affiliation of any gangs or any type of <laughs> substance of sort. We are a brother for change group. Yeah. You notice his, he got real white on it as he we started We are to a Brothers for Change group, <laughs> and we are out to help the community and to uplift those of all color. <laughs> That's yes. our UN speech. Yes. Peace to America. Peace, peace to America. Peace, peace. You sound like you're running for office, man. I, I am getting my PhD in yeah, public policy. Yeah, <laughs> That's going to be your right. dissertation. Yeah. But no, no yeah. That's, tell us about the council for real. I think we've had this discussion several times. Sure. You know, at the, at the end of the day, you, who could ever get enough of it? It's a lifelong commitment. Uh, the council, as we all know, is um, we're a lot of things. You know, we have, we're an entertainment side. We're a sports side. We're, you know, the brotherhood side. There's a lot of different elements. It's kind of hard to pinpoint or put your finger on one thing. I just know it's just an organization filled with greatness and men that know how to get things done. Businessmen and actual regular men at the same time that come from sometimes horrible backgrounds to have these newfound accomplishments that most thought that were impossible. Even ourselves probably thought were impossible at the time before we were doing it. And to unify these five individuals, it's more almost God breathed in a sense because all walks of life, all different areas, all different neighborhoods, all di I mean, didn't have any clue about each other, but here we are almost bonded, you know, with gorilla glue. And stitches, you know what I mean? And our disclaimer for the show, you do not want to do that in your hair. Yeah. We don't recommend you using that to tie your wig on. You know, Facts. Facts on that. <laughs> Strictly sure. leave that for shit that you would use for Gorilla Goo. It's yeah. not your weave or your whatever. <laughs> eyebrows, nothing like that. We The show cannot afford any kind of backlash. Right, right, right. <laughs> so. But that's the council. It's kind of hard to put one thing on it, but you know... um, so it's a brotherhood, and, and and I can only speak on so much of it, but at the end of the day, we're here to stay, so, you know. So what does it feel like to have a book that's got your name on it, that's doing pretty good, um, people reading it? What does that feel like, coming from where you're from? That has to feel some kind of way, you know, coming from where you're from. My brother, Nico, I don't call him a judge, but my brother always, you know, tells us sometimes we never stop to actually pat ourselves on the back. Sure. Because we're always chasing that next goal or next opportunity because sometimes I feel I'm so far behind schedule. I started so late in my life, which is 26, but still I'm, I'm about to be 42. But you know, I, start, I feel like I started so late in my life that I haven't accomplished enough. Even if I'm accomplishing something every week, I still feel like there's more can be done. So as far as the book, seeing my name on it, um, you know, when people say they read it, that makes me a little nervous. I'm like, oh, man, you know, you really read it. I thought I just autographed it and gave it to you, you know, put it on the shelf somewhere with the rest of the Stephen King books and everything else. But no, they actually are reading the book and tell me about it. You know, there's a couple of people that have like said, man, I read it. I know you're stuff me as crazy this and that. I'm like, that's cool. You know, I didn't really get down into the dirtier things because it wasn't that kind of a story. It was just basically me telling you about 
how it was as an African-American being in the oil and gas industry, sure. which is very uh, certain driven, but how I succeeded as just a hand to actually giving someone else a hand. Now I can hire people. I can, I'm running regions and so forth. You know what I mean? So I think that's just kind of what my story was about. Just kind of, but bigger thing. Yeah. My name's in the book. It says Anthony Bolton is mine. I'm on the line. It costs me a lot of money to get this autograph. Listen, I'm going to be out for a few weeks just cause you know, and I'm supposed to be his friend. He charged me premium to get an autograph on this book. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a it's a monthly subscription actually. Yeah, exactly, it comes out of your uh, your debit card and you get nine two three seven. Right. Yeah, debit card and again nine two three seven for yeah. all those that didn't catch that last one. Yeah, you know you've came a long way. You've went to different places in your life. What are you seeing as you look back? I've done a lot of things in my life and I've made some certain strides. And sometimes you look back. What do you see when you look back? What's going through your mind when you look back? on where you've been, what goes to your mind? You know, we all have those moments in life where we look back. What are you thinking about when you look back on where you came from? It's hard, man. I block a lot of stuff out. I talk to my boss and other people like, man, my, my brain is like a hard drive. So, you know, I'll have an external drive, which is like the closet. I put everything that I, like if I have my associate's degree, I probably couldn't tell you much about it right now. <laughs> my bachelor's degree, I couldn't tell you much about it. I, I, if we struck up a conversation about it, maybe. But just sitting in my database somewhere, no. It's an external drive somewhere else. So I only have so much memory storage for me to do all the things that I do. So as far as all the things that I've been through and all that, man, I'm looking for what's next. I've moved so far this way that I really don't have any of the regrets or anything like that behind me. I'm very stagnant, I feel right now. And it's crazy to say that, but I feel stagnant. Like, that's why I'm moving into another area because I've already conquered where I'm at. And I've made a great opportunity, great life. But now I'm like, I need something else. I'm just getting complacent. I feel like it's too easy. So now I'm uprooting everything, moving somewhere else so I can feel the pain and struggle of not having something, you know, again, because I have everything I want. And if I move over here and we sell everything, we're selling everything except for the main things that we need. And we're going to literally be like with nothing almost. And that's how you push yourself to see if you still have that same drive that got you to where you are today. And a lot of people do that. They get comfortable and buy a couple more things and a couple more things and a couple more things. But you're still sitting in the same shit. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Now nah, well, I'm getting rid of everything. And we're going over to another spot. And I'm going to make you hungry. I'm hungry. We're going to see if you still can eat. <laughs> or can you just eat? Are you just hungry? Right, you know what I mean? Right. Are you just eating? Or are you hungry? Because I want people that's hungry around me. And that's what we're doing. Sure. So for me, to answer that question, hopefully that made relevancy behind it. But yeah, there is no really looking back in that aspect because I made it so far. It's hard to, all I see is accomplishments now. You know what I mean? Like, so it's when, crazy. Do we, when do we have to start calling you doctor? I just need to prepare for that. When I last called and checked, they said uh, my last semester is December 2022. Okay, so we uh, got 20, a whole year. So yeah. I got to deal with that shit. 22 and a half. Your doctor is yeah, just going to be a pain in the ass. It's somewhere around there. I got about about 18 to almost 24 months left. Man, Laura so. can help you with being bougie. She's really good at like people's images and media and stuff. And, you know, when you start going by Dr. Anthony, you know, some of us going to have issues with that. We still going to call you Anthony. You're going to be all like, it's doctor <laughs> now. It is Dr. Bolton. (laughs) I don't even know how that's going to receive. I don't even know how I'm going to receive that, man. You know, I don't know if I put the whole PhD behind my name at all. You have to, man. You earned it. If you earn it, hey, listen, you got your doctor's degree. That's a hard work, man. You should be proud of yourself. It's not everybody doesn't do that. You know, I mean, I'm giving you shit. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem calling you that. First, I have to go before a board of 
of yeah. that whole policy and I got to prove my case right. uh, unproven theory you know what I mean amongst not even your peers but those that make me feel like middle schooler when they talk to me and the vocabularies that they have it's it's next level so yeah, I'm, I'm, know, like, I'm still nervous. How do you nervous. spell super escadat? What is that? Super escadatidocious? Or yeah. I don't even. Super I can't califragilistic even say it. I, yeah, I yeah. can't even say it. I'm yeah. just listening. I would fail the spelling bee. But it, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a big process. I'm coming into the dissertation part. I mean, it's like your last year. It's your last sure. six semesters. It's the dissertation. You do have part. to give a dissertation about yeah. something. And I think I'm already on to something. What are you, what are yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it oil and gas based, so I can have kind of like bullets in my gun. You know, because if we take it in the educational realm, they could slaughter me. And if they take it into the oil field realm, that's like my bread and butter. That's what I know from downhole to surface to drilling to mining to offshore to onshore. Doesn't matter. You know what I mean? To midstream, downstream, upstream. I know about it all. So if they could, they want to go to war with me on that, we can do that all day. So that's what I'm hoping I can keep it in the oil and gas range and I can have that uh, kind of a leg up, so to speak, when we go into that dissertation um, what's your What's your biggest takeaway being out in the oil field? Which, what's the biggest thing you took from that? Hard work, man. Hard work. I mean, I, I've slung the sledgehammer for 16 hours a day, and you didn't, you weren't able to go home until the job was done. You know what I mean? It's either go home, or, or when you go home, you lose your job, or you go home with, you know, sore and torn. Yeah, when the job is done. So they've had us on job for 26 hours, you know what I mean, at a time, putting these rigs together for them to drill oil or whatever. So, I've, and that's like back in 2011 when I first broke out in the oil field. So here we are, 2021. I may not beg a sledgehammer today, but you know, I, that what I've learned is hard work. Not everybody can handle it, man. I've had a lot of people say, I want to go out there. Not everybody's built for that type of stuff, man. So it's, it's hard work. It's hard work. So yeah, I hear you. Quick question before we go to break. You're heading towards a PhD, which is probably one of the highest levels you can get in education. Let's say someone's listening to this and they're they're wondering about education. What would you tell them to to stay motivated to do what you did? Because I know in our generation, the guys we hang around with, they probably poo pooed you for doing education. They probably told you that was dumb. What are you doing that for? They probably even thought you were soft. You know, in terms of why are you getting trying to be smart? What are you doing that for? What would you say to some kid who's thinking the same thing you're doing and wanting to do what you did? What would you say to him? I would challenge them to, to, to challenge that theory of, of if that's really true or not, how they feel. You know what I mean? Like if somebody really feels some type of way about you, I would challenge, I challenge that all the time. So, you know, if they say that, oh, you can't be, uh, you know, you can't be smart and still be this, you know, well, I'll tell you what, there's people in other organizations, I won't mention names, that if there's kids out there that are struggling, say, you know what, I can't, I always, my main thing, I always tell them that, you never know what your too much is until you know what too much is. You know what I mean? And I actually want to do something on that because our next book is going to be on motivations of success, how to break the chains of expectations. You know what I mean? And people always expect you can't really go off somebody else's expectations because they don't know what your too much is. You know what I mean? So I think it's important that kids nowadays need to realize, find out what your too much is instead of looking at him or looking at her or listening to your parents. Not in a bad way, but I'm saying like even sometimes parents sometimes be, they might even yeah. tell you, oh, you can't do that or that's going to sure. be too much this or, you know, if it's going to be too much money, well, then you need to press hard to get the scholarship so you can do it yourself, you know. So there's ways around that, that whole being somebody or doing something. So I wish, I feel like I'm Ivy League. I feel if I actually like was in this realm of mind frame back when I was 14, 15 years old, there's no way I wouldn't be at Northwestern, Yale, Harvard, Princeton, something of that caliber. Why do you think kids don't go for those levels? Do you think they hear these big name colleges? What, what stops them from going to these big colleges? Sometimes it's your ability to want to 
try. Like people don't try. Like it's easier to be negative than it is to be positive. It's easier to fail than it is to succeed because you look at the the failure and you're like, well, I ain't gonna be able to do that. You know what I mean, it's all boils back to that whole knowing what you're too much is. You know what I mean, there's that one kid that played basketball all the time when we were kids. He didn't care what we were doing. We was out running the streets. He still had a basketball in his hand. That kid's the same kid that goes to college, gets scholarships, and goes on to the NBA. Those are those rare kids, right? Then you got us that did nothing. You know what I mean? And then we look at him like he was a sucker because all he did was play basketball all day. He wasn't running around chasing girls doing what we was doing. You know what I mean? Being cool, supposedly. Right. But he goes and plays basketball all day long by himself with somebody else, school and everybody. Next, you know, he gets, we're watching him in the crowd play basketball, cheering him on. You know what I mean? That's the, that's our success is based off of what he did. Not what we did, but what he did. So we're sitting here watching him like we couldn't do it ourselves. We just was poisoned. I feel like we're poisoned as kids to think a certain way versus what reality is. I mean, we're poisoned early. I was poisoned way early yeah. by men older than me. You know what I mean? So the way of thinking is, is kind of, I call it poverty-minded sometimes. Some people be taking a certain way, but it is poverty-minded, though. It is. Mm-hmm. 100%. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with VP Casso. Let's go. Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. We'll be back right after this. All right, so one of the topics that we're going to be talking about today is knowing your credit. And I think people should talk about credit. And one of the cool things about what I do is I review people's credit as a part of working with Geneva Financial. And with Geneva Financial, what we do is we do an honest conversation with you about where you are credit wise to determine where your home uh, ownership uh, needs will be and what's the quickest way to do that and how we can help you get prepared or if you want to do a refinance what's the best scenario for you we are a direct lender serving in 43 states offering home loans refinances va usda fha first-time home buyers homes for heroes which we're really promoting right now your first responders especially now with the firefighters if you know a firefighter right now and that wants to buy a house, there are special programs for them. I won't get into major details because I need to speak with them individually, see what their situation is. So there's a lot of cool things going on with Geneva Financial. And we our slogan is human loans powered by humans. Everything is an individual approach to lending. And you can find out more about it at www.clarencefergusonhomes.com. And now back to Fit Over 40. Here's your host, Coach Clarence. All right, this is Coach Clarence and Fit Over 40. And I'm with uh, Anthony Bowden, VP Casso, entertainer, author, all-around good guy. And, um, Anthony, I want to ask you some questions about your mom. I know she was a big influence on you, especially what I've read in the book. And, by the way, you can get Oldfield Hardware. Where can people find your book if they want your book? Um, you can get an autographed copy from me. You can get a hold of uh, Coach Clarence, and he'll have access to that, where you'll get an actual uh, autographed copy from me. Or you can get it on our my author website, which is oilfieldheart.com, or you can go to Amazon. You can just type it in, actually, and it should pull up in uh, several different places as well. So, Why should someone read your book? There's a lot of authors. There's a lot of books out there. Um, sure. I think it's going to be based off of... Um, curiosity i would assume if this is an industry that you're in and you want to see uh how one can go from a success to a success story so i think that's kind of be the biggest thing you know and it's a great question it's a really great question i, I mean I, I would hope i'm they, known for a couple of those great questions yeah. i've got a good a mentor laura hoka even though i give her shit she's actually a good mentor she's um actually been a bit inspiration for me you talk a lot about your mom in the book and me being raised by a single mother. It's a big deal. We love our mothers. Our mothers are the rock of our family, our backbone. I know your mom passed. Um, I was around you during that time. What is the biggest gift your mom gave you 
if someone is listening to you right now and they, they have a single mom, what can they take? Because a lot of times as knuckleheads and young men, we, we don't always accept the wisdom of our parents, our mothers. What could you say to someone that guided you, that propelled you to where you are today? Because I know you really reference your mom a lot in your book. I don't even think it's hard to say it was something she said because I never really listened to nobody about much. But right. I would like sure. to say she never stopped loving me. Sure. Even when I didn't love myself. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is that she never stopped loving me when I didn't even love myself. So when I got back to loving myself and she still loved me, it was just like twice as magnified, you know? So I think for her, you know, no matter what I did, whether if I was in a courtroom and I look back and she's shaking she her head. She was there right there. Like, yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, she's shaking her head every single time, you know, like he didn't did it again, you know? Uh, you know, she was always there, though. Oops, I did it Yeah, she was like always Brittany. there. So I, I, I think the biggest thing for me is just the unconditional right. agape love because yeah. I talk about that all the time. Like, I just know that there's nothing in this world that compares to a mother's love. For I know a child. I could go to my mom, be like, Mom, I just murdered twenty people. She say, "Baby, you know what? Come over and have some oatmeal, and I'll make you some chicken." <laughs> Absolutely, we don't talk about it. It's yeah, like, mothers just love you no matter what right. you do. Laura, you're a mom. You know your son could probably tell you some horrible she said, stuff. Baby, you didn't tell nobody else that, did you? <laughs> right? Did you didn't yeah. say that to police, did you? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, just you, mom. Because <laughs> my mom would go ride with me. She'd be like, "I ain't seen him. I, it's been twenty years. I haven't seen him." <laughs> right, but. Yeah, you know, a lot of us raised by single moms and there's a lot of resilience in, in mothers because they're out working. And I tell people, people say, well, where did you get your work drive? I said, I, I, I watched my mom. She she got out and worked. She put herself through college. She got a nursing degree and she took care of business. She's kind of my hero. Is your mom your hero or who's the hero in your life? We all have somebody that we say, that's the person, the reason I'm where I am today. You had a couple people in your life that really affected you. So who would you really pinpoint as your strongest point? Mm. I would like to start off probably by saying my, uh, my Uncle Dennis. He was so um, so smooth and so cool, man. He just did, you know what I mean? Just everything he did was just with like this. Butter. Yeah, you know, everything he did was just this finesse. He was like, man, I want to be him. You know what I mean? Right. It didn't matter what it was a lady. It didn't matter what it was. That boy was He's the freshest. Lines. He was the baddest man walking to me and to others, too. I ain't going right. to lie. Yeah. Uh, my Uncle Dennis was something else. And uh, my mother, of course, on that aspect, because she was real sharp, man. She she knew about stuff in the in the times that I'm like, when did you even read the paper to know this stuff? Like, she knew everything. Like, they're having these educated Frasier comedy you know what I'm saying? Like, that's her comedy. It's Frasier comedy. I'm like, y'all laughing at this stuff? But that, so I think my intellect, because I was talking about this before, I say, I never went to school. So where did my intellect come from? You know what I mean? It's like, it didn't come from school. Right. I didn't go to school. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I got expelled forever in the 10th grade. And everything before that was just balled up piece of paper in my back pocket, folded up. I had to take something home. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm like, where did this intellect come from? And I'm oh, like, it had yeah. to come from my mother because she, like I said, she didn't even have a paper in her hand, but she could she, tell you about everything going on yeah, in the world. Yeah, she knew everything. Was you know happening. what I mean? It yeah, went, my mom went, was the same way. Like she, I'm like, how do you know all this stuff that's going on in the world? And my mom just knew everything. Yeah. She was up on current events and she, like you say, she never read the paper. She would be into them stories though. She would watch them stories all in the, what is that? All, what was that? General oh, Hospital, All My Children. She was yeah. on all them Days shows. Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. Yeah, yeah. My mom used to watch all that stuff and she could tell you, run down, this is what happened. And that chick did this and that little tramp did. And then she just give me the yeah. business, yeah. you know, I would get the report from her all the time. 
I mean, my mother loved Luther Vandross. Oh yeah, uh, you yeah. know the Shy Lights, uh, oh, yeah. Gap That's Band, Motown. <laughs> and, and and you know, and 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 the Whispers and all that. But at the same time, she knew every single word to Tupac. Right. You know what I mean? Every single word to Tupac's song. She cried when he died, like it was her yeah. own son. And yeah. she also liked uh, Ludacris. I got holes in every area code. <laughs> Had it as a ringtone. She said, Anthony, put this on my ringtone. I said, for what? I like the song. And she's singing it the whole time. Yeah, I was like, you don't have holes in every area code, though. <laughs> but that's, you know what I mean? That was my mom. So I was like, you know, yeah. I guess I kind of, when I think about it, and I think about it out loud, and I'm glad you bring it up because those twisted elements, like I can be in this business since, but I still can do music. You know, I can write a book, but I can still go finish my PhD. So I guess that, that whole being able to, and that's, I think I like to blame that on being a Libra, being so balanced and able to, uh, you know, do certain things, still be, you know, and working all of them equally. So, Libra gang all day long, man. Let's just give a well, shout out to I, Libras I, out well, there. Okay, so. what up, whatever. Well, Scorpio gang. It's, it's a Libra world. Um, you know? Just saying. But yeah, you Libras can have your moment once or twice a year, whatever it is. At least during the podcast. At least during the podcast. All right, so we're we're wrapping up a really crazy year. What's your thought on this pandemic thing? I know you don't, we don't, you don't do politics much, but what do you think? Do you think it's real? Do you think people are just getting sick? What do you think? Is you think what, what do you think of it? I think we didn't get our hands on something fast enough to where anything you get don't get your hands on too can spread and cause an issue, right? So I think that you know whatever it was brought over here it had happened prior to, and by the time we thought it was not a big deal, it, it became a big deal and it shut the whole country down, and which it hasn't happened since what. Depression, like, I don't know, like, no, no, the, the last, last thing time close was close to that was the country uh, shut down, though. Or, or the pig oh, it was o- Ebola, right? No, no. But actually, it, he caught that pretty early, too, and we shut that down early. So it's, I don't know where we actually have shut down the whole city and gave everybody free money. I don't know when that happened. You well, tell me when that happened. Well, I don't know. It's <laughs> true. When they just started, you get a check, you get a check. It I never like got Oprah. a check, though, by the way. <laughs> I didn't get a check By the way, either. I've never got a check. No stimulus or nothing, so let's talk about it. Stimulus, I call a girl coming over. That's stimulus. Oh, wow. I didn't get a check. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> check, please. Yeah, check, please. I didn't get a, there was no stimulus in my account. No, you know what? Yeah. Anytime something gets political, it messes it up. And that's what, where we're at right now. Everything is political. People are divided. It is what it is. But we know a lot of people are sick, getting sick. So you got to have a deep down conversation with yourself, not with some politician or some radio show or a TV show and figure out what's best for you and your family. But I don't do politics on my thing, but it, you need to make sure you make the right decision for yourself and your family. So VP Caso, as always, you're always welcome here on the show. We always appreciate when you come through and uh, you do anything this weekend, any videos dropping and where can people find you, by the way, so they can hear all the great music you're putting out right now. Um, and by the way, thank you for providing the music for our show at um, Local Patron. We appreciate it. I appreciate you playing it. Yeah, great. Did anybody go get? And I apologize because I screwed it up. Brian was giving me mixed signals and couldn't didn't have headphones. <laughs> I wanted to know if everybody went to the bathroom on my song. Is my whole I don't know. No, no, no. As soon as they come on, everybody's like, no, you, you want to go get something to drink? I mean, like, yeah, that's all we want to know. Like when my song comes on, I tell DJs all the time, videotape it. I want to see if they go to the bathroom or they finally all of a sudden want to go get something to drink. You know what I mean? Cause that just tells me something right there. There's not enough juice in that song to keep going. You know what I mean? So a big thing for me, but yeah, you can find me on, as far as the, the musical side of it. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at VP Caso, VP C A S S O. You can find me on Facebook, same name. You can find me on Twitter, same name. You can find me on Google My Business, the same name. And also on LinkedIn as well, VP Caso. So all my social medias are all the same. Should have the same picture. Should have the same handsome 
most chocolate man that's alive. That's my tagline. You, know what you mean? said for I me. I say you're the prettiest chocolate oh, man. I'm just the, the chocolatest okay, man alive. You know what I <laughs> mean? You take the prettiest. I just I take chocolate. And listen, now you guys know where that came from because I would never describe myself as the most prettiest. <laughs> but it's definitely, um, you know, get the attention. You know, <laughs> they does. ask the question like, exactly. So, But I appreciate you guys having me. Um, it's always a pleasure to be here and to inspire and to always uplift and to always look for solutions to people's creative problems that we always know that could be fixed so. absolutely all right it's fit over 40 with coach clarence and we'll see you next time thanks for listening to fit over 40 with coach clarence clarence ferguson is a seasoned loan officer fitness expert personal chef and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women like you who want to live their best life going into middle age Join us next time for more inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders offering tips and how-tos to improve your life at fitover40withcoachclarence.com or wherever you get your podcasts. sunwarrior.com plant-based proteins and superfood supplements. Raise your vibe, your light, energy, and love. Sun Warrior believes the answers for optimal health are found in nature. Our clean burning sources of plant-based proteins provide essential BCAAs, branched-chain amino acids for muscle growth, pretension, and energy. Get the benefits from plant proteins that taste amazing and are 100% vegan. No added sugar, gluten-free, and mixed easily. For nutrition on the go in a shaker and a protein boost to your favorite smoothies, use the code for a discount, Coach Clarence. Go to sunwarrior.com, discount code Coach Clarence.